There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business or, let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5K. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share podcast is brought to you by Sendit Philippines. Sendit is the leading payment gateway in the Philippines. Allow your business to accept payments seamlessly from cards, e-wallets, retail outlets, and local banks. For more information, visit sendit.co. Also powered by PDAX. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store, or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash hustlesharepdax. Also by Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code hustleshare. But the important thing there is you try it out, right? The important thing in that game is you really pass it. Because if you doubt passing it, And, and and you don't want it's not going to happen. So you know it's it's up for the CEO to make sure that you know he really sees whether you know what will happen. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here is your host, Ron Sturbetyong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. We finally got the guy I've been wanting to talk to since 2019. He doesn't even know it. I've been uh, knocking on the radars uh, because, again, um, prior to us getting funding in Podcast Network Asia, the only way I thought I can get to uh, talk to 
uh, the likes of like, our investor Ms. Lisa Bakongwe is through JG Dev and they, they le- recently just launched around that time and this guy has been on my radar like how do I get the hold of him but lately finally I got him also to the intro of Ms. Lisa to shout out to Ms. Lisa Bakongwe for helping that happen and I've been a big fan ever since because they've been doing amazing things at JG Dev at Davi and technically the whole investment arm for tech startups of the Gokong Way Group. Now, before I get carried away and say too much stuff and you might even just phrase out, no, I'm going to stop myself because I have to welcome, you know, a guy that is multifunctional. I don't even know how, which company I'm going <laughs> to uh, do that. But again, he's doing three things, right? He's the CEO of Dabi Data Analytics Ventures. He's the CEO of JG Dev, JG Digital Equity Ventures. And also, he's going to be the lead of the newest and the last approved um, digital bank in the Philippines called GoTime. So again, multifunctional. I don't even know how this guy gets to sleep. But again, let's welcome to the show, Mr. Jojo Malolos. Jojo, I hope I did justice. <laughs> what I, well, what you, you did, are, yeah. you are. Thank you. That's justice me. nowadays, right? Like, you know, thank you for having me, man. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan as well. I you know, uh, the introduction is, uh, you know, something that uh, I haven't heard before, but yeah, I'm multifunctional. I'm Jojo Malas. It's great to be here. You know, yeah. you've, be, you've been saying that since 2019, you've been wanting to talk to me, but uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been a really, really great journey so far. I mean, uh, you know, maybe later I'll explain to you how I, you know, how, how I got into this uh, multi, multifunctional job. Absolutely. But yeah. Great to be here. Great to be here, Ron, sir. No, thank you. And if I hope you're ready because, again, we'll be going back. But before I ask you and before we go all the way back, I, since you listen to the show, I'm pretty sure you know the drill, right? But it's now your time to be on the grill because I need to ask you the million-dollar question. Jojo, what's your hustle? Well, that's a, that's a good question. You know, I define hustle, you know. I know it's, 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 uh, I've been, I've been uh, in this business for quite some time, 35, 36, 37 years in, after college. But hustle to me is something that's basically deeply embedded in, in, in what they want to achieve. So for me, hustle, my, my hustle is really, you know, how to use technology or this innovation to really achieve its intended purpose, right? Uh, of improving people's lives, creating new normal or new impact on the society to affect positivity in the economy. So, and part of that hustle is uh, going to define what I do in Dabi, right? Dabi is a uh, data analytics company. So, you know, you'll ask, what's the technology there? AI and, uh, you know, machine learning. But, you know, how do you define that in terms of having an impact on the lives of people? Yes, you know, we use analytics and people will understand AI and ML only if they understand that because it imp- it impacts their lives, right? So, you know, how they make new decisions, how corporates use corporations use the data to make decisions to be able to achieve what they want to achieve, which is, again, to have an Im- impact on people's life, right? JG Dev, uh, Digital Equity Ventures is a corporate uh, venture capital arm of the Gokongwei group of companies. Again, you know, we look for innovations, technologies, anywhere, fintech, uh, you know, media, uh, supply chain, logistics, but find out how we can use this in the group so that you know I'm able to affect uh, you know clearly uh, support the vision of the Gokongwei group in you know giving people uh, better choices to, so that it improves their lives. And lastly, you know, new, the newest baby of the Gokongwei group really is uh, this company called GoTime, a digital banking 
company or digital company but again you know how do we use this digital digital banking technology to bring this to the masses to bring this to the base of the pyramid and actually you know tell them uh, prove to them that this digital banking technology will really improve their lives we really bring them to you know the mainstream uh, financial services that will allow them to improve you know their businesses maybe have new livelihoods built on on, on this uh, you know financial financial rails right so so that's my hustle you know i have to make sure that all of this technology you know is grounded and people use it because they find you know really really good impact on their lives for it Absolutely. And again, I'm very excited because I want to dissect every single, again, there's not a lot of people that run multiple companies. I'm trying to run one and I'm already dying in the process. I can't even release my uh, Ask Hustle Share formats at all. There's just not enough time and I want to know how you do it. But before I get to that, I need you to buckle up, Jojo. Okay. we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share time machine. All right, now we're wow. all the way back. Again. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's a way back. I mean, you know, I'm I'm 58 years old, and probably this is going to be a really, really long time machine, man. <laughs> all right, we'll try to uh, jump a few timeline timelines because of that. Because again, I, here's what I want to understand, right? Um, we're not gonna be able to dissect every single stop that you have here, but uh, we'll 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 do it in phases. But the first phase of every hustler or entrepreneur's life here at least uh, the majority of the people that we we've had on the show always starts with their ethos or uh, you know their essence what was it growing up like and i always have this because somehow some way there is always a chip on someone's shoulder to get it this far because if you don't have that chip if you don't have something to prove when shit hits the fan it's easy to just quit and once you start quitting, that's a habit that you'll always do in life. But those ones that actually um, make it this far, always maintain. And this is a term I, I, I borrowed from, from Reed Hoffman. They maintain flexible persistence. For you, Jojo, at the start, from, from, from your end, how, what was it growing up and what was the chip on your shoulder? Yeah, that's a very good question. In fact, I went through. I came from a, uh, you know, a, a not so uh, wealthy family. You know, my 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 father is a high school graduate, and you know, the only way that he can really support four of us, four siblings, four mm-hmm. children, uh, to go to school is to really work in Saudi Arabia. He 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 worked wow. for thirty seven years in Saudi Arabia. Wow. He was a telephone, uh, you know, telephone connector. And these telephone connectors they go up the, you know, posts. Yeah. Not to connect phones. And, very risky uh, job, by the way. Very risky job, but he he was there, and uh, you know he had to to uh, basically support us. My mom was unemployed, so my only my only uh, you know uh, my only uh, experience in entrepreneurship early on was uh, you know the money that's given to me. We 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 make ice candies, man, and you know yes. <laughs> we basically sell ice candies. Yeah, I go with my mom. She goes to Divisoria to buy all of this, uh, you know, this payong, these umbrellas and sell it to, you know, some of our neighbors. I, I help her distribute that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, during that time, it was, you know, it was very simple. You know, unit economics were very simple. You know, how, much, right. you, how much you bought your, your umbrellas for, how, how much. Sell it for a profit. 
And then sometimes unit economics can mean that, you know, uh, I, I give the umbrellas for free to my friends or, you know, I eat the ice, <laughs> we eat the ice candies ourselves. Yep. But, you know, basically our, my, my life there was really, it, it was meant to really make both ends meet, right? So mm. survival, you know, uh, survival, uh, the, ability to, the ability to be entrepreneurial and thinking, I cannot take risks, cannot take risks. I cannot, you know, in fact, you know, I had to go through high school i have to always be an honor student because the only way i i, I have to be an honor student so that my siblings will be able to get 50 percent of this the tuition fees if i right. if i'm second or first honor and and throughout mm-hmm. throughout college uh, you know I, I i went to up i decided to really go to up because you know it's mm-hmm. a 450 pesos per semester and it's all throughout yeah. the five years right i i was an wow. inter- I, I i went to engineering and mm-hmm. so that, you know, my mom can, can spend more money on my, my uh, siblings who had to go to more expensive schools, right? So, but again, you know, uh, after college, I, again, you know, make both ends meet survival. I had to immediately after college, my first job in NEDA. Man, NEDA. NEDA, yeah. Wow. 2,400 pesos per month salary. And, uh, you know, I had, I had to split it with uh, paying for the rent of our house, for uh, uh, electric bills and all that. So, through, through, through those years, you know, what, what, what I have really, really learned is that, uh, you know, there's always something enough that you can spare for yourself and also for your, you know, for, for again, for, for helping out uh, right. to make both ends meet. And, you know, and my dream then was, you know, if I can earn, uh, you know, uh, so much immediately, you know, I can bring my father back home. But, you know, it took, took mm. him another probably 15, 20 years to come back wow. uh, to, be, to be with us. But, but again, you know, through that, I was a civil engineer, man. I, I, mm. I, I, I graduated as a civil engineer for, for nine years. I really, you know, I, I, I really tried to find, you know, value to really building, building uh, houses. Or, right, you know. right. So, so that, that was, my, that was uh, something that I have dreamt, you know, for so long as I'm able to b- build something and I see it, you know, I see it really um, used by, by, by people, I, w- I was satisfied. But in 1994, um, after I took my MBA in UP, okay. um, suddenly I changed careers. So, so uh, I changed mm. careers and then be- became a management consultant. Wow. From civil engineering to management consultant, consultant. because your MBA was in finance. But I, my MBA was in finance, in strategy, and then uh, and this is where they, all of this uh, you know, Really, really great stuff started, you know, happening, and uh, okay. I, I became a, a management consultant for mergers and acquisitions. Uh, you know, wow. I still remember my first job on M and A, man. I mean, you know, I I, I was on uh, I was on deck with uh, you know the CEOs of William Gotong and Aboitis. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh! You know, the Aboitis were there, the right, right. were there, and you know, I was helping them with strategy at a young yeah. age, and. And that was the start of my, uh, you know, my, my, my bringing a, a, a new perspective. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it, it allowed me to, you know, do a lot of work in Singapore, in Asia, in, in ASEAN, mm-hmm. where I worked with several companies, basically along the side. So I saw, I saw different perspectives from okay. people running the businesses. And then I ended up um, really, uh, uh, you know, the biggest, the biggest uh, shift in, in this particular career was really, to be asked by the PLDT chairman and, and also president uh, MVP and also Mr. Nazareno, wow. Oli Nazareno, to help wow. them merge. During that time, uh, year 2004, they were already going to merge uh, or integrate mm. PLDT and SMART. You know, you integrate 
the landline right. uh, and 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 the, and the wireless yeah. long distance and the old the mobile there yeah go. the long distance and the short distance right <laughs> <laughs> so um, and in, again in that in that experience I, I really had a great time i had a great time because i see people you know you know the people that you see now running companies are part of that uh, right. group and then you know you see them how, how how they decide how they take a look at data to be able to you know come up with strategies to be mm. to be uh, on top of uh, you know on top of the uh, top of the market right and then um, you know that was also the time that i became the ceo of uh, smart money wow uh, year 2008 uh, they told me that okay jojo uh, run smart money get it out of the value added services and then you know run it as a company and uh, as you know you know uh, the, pre- the previous smart money is now the pay maya right so correct, so, correct. Uh, so, the so, pre-voyager days yeah pre-voyager days and uh, you know and of course it's, it's the same problem you know we were always correct. saying that you know how do we get smart money to the base of the pyramid how do we help uh, you know uh, make it an inclusive finance rather than mm-hmm. just a value added service but we had the problems then. I mean, you know, we, we, we were, it was very difficult to sell uh, mobile money mm-hmm. to just the smart customers, right? Smart subscribers. Right. Because then, hindi pa siya agnostic. It wasn't agnostic at all. You yeah, it's very, very money. much part of the whole conglomerate or the, the, main, the main brand, exactly. which is smart. But Jojo, before um, I, I uh, push through with this, there's a couple of things that I really want to zero in which a lot of entrepreneurs are going through. Sorry for cutting you off, by the way. No, it's okay. Um, it's okay. Uh, the first thing I want to know, in a lot of entrepreneurship, which is the jump, we're always saying the jump, the first jump from corporate or from whatever industry they're coming from, in changing a career to being a full-time startup founder, is very similar to that process that you had, coming from civil engineering and literally le- leaving everything behind to jump into finance and in the business sector. I want to know, for, aside from the accolades and everything that's printed on paper, how difficult was that? And what were those things that you had to learn? That, or two things that I want to know. How difficult was it? And what are the things that you learned from the civil, civil engineering um, job that you still took along that applied in business? And what are the unique things you learned in the business sector once you jump ship that helped you thrive in that new environment? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I think uh, the first thing is really, you know, the you know you have to believe in yourself that you're doing this for something, right? So you know, actually, uh, run run, you know, it's a vision, and then you know the way you decide, you know, the way you take risk. I was already earning, so I was with Ayala Land before I shifted. I I, I was oh, wow. I was a construction director of Ayala Land. We were managing all of their you know high rise buildings in Makati. Right. And then I decided to say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm done with this. I'm going to go uh, management consulting. And, the, you know, and the salary is, I mean, you know, I, I've been working on this yeah. concept of survival, you know, making right. both ends meet. And all of a sudden, I'll tell my wife, you know, sweetheart, you know, uh, you know my decision is my, <laughs> the my hardest decision, decision too. <laughs> my, my decision is to, to, to get into consulting. But my salary will really go down by half. Man, my salary, oh, you know, wow. went really down by half, and I had to take that risk. So yeah. I think one of the major learning there is that it's a conviction and belief that this is what I really need, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I cannot, I cannot say that I cannot, you know, pound myself with saying, "But Jojo, you know, you're already earning this, and maybe you're going right. to get promoted." But you know, it's really a conviction. 
if you really think that your product, you know, if you, if you put it on an entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurship level, this product will really have an impact and it's really going to, you know, it's going to fly because of, of, of your vision. Then like, go ahead and do it. And I did it on it, yourself. I did it, man. And then, you know, in two, three years time, I got promoted. In, in two years time, I was double my salary when I was in... Uh, I was in, mm. uh, in, in, uh, in, in my civil engineering job. Right? Yeah. So it's technically just delayed gratification from that point of view because, again, exactly. betting on yourself, taking that big risk, but, you know, it's high risk, high reward. You know, you, <laughs> might not feel, you're, you'll, you might feel the pinch at the start, but if that upside is massive, that risk is all worth it. But it's not worth it. However, the, the important thing there is really the be, be, belief, the belief that this is really, you know, because you know what can you do do you strategize on the basis of failure no to me failure should not be an option so you have to work on it you have to really make sure that you really work on it and then if you really know if, if you don't know what you're doing you just have to trust that you have people there who can mentor you can help you make it happen and and i think i think i think that flew quite quite well uh you know i i, I was really you know i was really you know basically moving from one company to the other Mm-hmm. But the important, the unique thing that I learned there, Ron, is that mm-hmm. um, I learned a lot from every company that I, you know, I work with, that I help, you know, uh, improve their business. And it's, it's yeah. across organizations. I learned a lot from the wisdom of the CEOs mm-hmm. down to the wisdom of the union workers, man. You know, yeah. you know I, I had top one down. job, top down. I had one job where, in, you know, I understand the vision of the, of the CEO and management. But it's going to, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to lay off probably 2,000 people. Mm-hmm. And then I, I need to make sure that, you know, this, this potentially laid off people will understand what, 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 what the vision is all about. So mm-hmm. I really facilitated discussions on, you know, and this is where I learned a lot about entrepreneurship because these people who will be laid off, you know, they were really subjected to, you know, a lot of training so that they can run different businesses with the right. money that they will be getting. You know, you can run a sari sari store, you can, you know, come up with your own taho vending. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, so those are new learnings. You, you learn from people across the organization. You learn from the wisdom of the CEO, the management. You learn from the wisdom of the people who will be affected. And that to me is, uh, you know, some sort of a, you know, gratification also. Because I'm able to have an impact not only on the organization but by, by linking you know by linking their interests, their intended purposes, mm-hmm. I'm able to facilitate you know successful merger, successful uh, you nice. know, transformation and all that. So yeah, I mean and, and, and to this day I carry that because you know that's how I look at uh, entrepreneurs right. now. That's how, how I look at founders, you know their dedication mm-hmm. to have an impact, you know their dedication to you know not 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 necessarily to exit right away, but to really have an impact first mm-hmm. before they you know before they deserve to get the exit that they want, right? Absolutely, and it is that empathy really that you know coming from the kuya who's toiling on a day day in and out trying to make ends meet because you came from that mindset that you came yeah. from from that scenario. I was in that too for the longest time. My vision or my my even in startup, my startup life, the, the ethos was not thriving. So that's why it's alien now in Podcast Network Asia where, you know, shoot, it, we're thriving. This is weird. Because majority of the time, we're on survival mode all the time. It's like making ends meet, meal to meal, bill to bill, every, every 15 to 30th. And those are the people yeah. that you empathize well because you came from that. But you also now understand the point of view of, from a macro point of view, when you zoom out, where everything kind of fits into place. 
Now, before I take yeah. our first break, right? You said uh, these are just the, basically what allowed you to perform. But now, when you are in, again, the last thing you said that you were that you were doing smart money. One thing that I'll do a shout out your competitor, Gcash, back then. Um, and I've said, I've heard this over a few episodes as well, that timing is everything in startups, right? Gcash was too early for its time. And I'm pretty sure smart money, smart money was as well. As too earlier. Early for it. Yeah, super early for its time. But most startups in, in the normal ecosystem don't live long enough to survive. So it's their time. How did this product survive the test of time when it's not the right time to release such a product to the point where you've seen the French resident? Okay, the, 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 the macros, the, the market dynamics are now in our favor. How did that product survive before and, and not fold? Because it was easy to pull the plug. You know what? Ah, yeah. It's not working. You know? So how did that work? You know, uh... Again, I think, I think this is a very good opportunity uh, for me to share my thinking about, you know, how it went about, right? So uh, we started Smart Money in 1998 and then uh, Gcash in 2004, right? So, you yeah. know, for Gcash, it's been 17 years, right? 17 years. and then, But I think the reason why it survived is because, you know, that's, a, that's something that they comment about the Philippines in the global market. They said the Philippines come up with really, really bright ideas, but they're not able to sustain it, right? Correct. So do you know that uh, the smart money and the GCAS bits are really first in the world? You know, There's wow. a lot of companies that haven't done it. I was in the U.S. 2012, and they can't even imagine that smart money was already, what, uh, uh, you know, 2012 is about 14 years old already. Yeah. And, and, and they have just going to start with, with something new. So I think yeah. the main reason that it survived uh, is because other, other products, similar products, actually succeeded in other countries, mm. right? So maybe, maybe for, 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 for Globe or for, for, for Smart, I mean, you know, we cannot just basically say that, you know, we're done with Smart Money or we're done with, uh, with, with GCAS when, in fact, uh, Revolut is succeeding when, you know, in US, in Asia... You know mm-hmm. this this uh, true money in uh, in, in Thailand, in Thailand is, right? Is, is is making waves, and you know there's even uh, Nokia money that's you know that's really be, be making a lot of money in in Africa. We were even ahead of M-Pesa, man. Yeah, M-Pesa right now is the most successful mobile money in 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 the world in Africa because you know it right. it, it has it has made money early on. It has millions and millions of you know billions of dollars of impact on the economy of Kenya. And then maybe, maybe you know, you know the, the, the owners of GCAS and Smart Money said, you know, we, we cannot fail on this when, you know, mm-hmm. we started it. And then the others did not, and the others succeeded by just copying us, right? You know, how could they copy a failure, right? So, right. so you know, it, maybe that's something that's uh, intrinsic in us. And, 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 and I, I think, you know, it, it was well worth uh, pushing it. But again, you know, they, they got a lot of help from, from external, you know, from external uh, funders uh, in Tencent mm-hmm. and then Alipay. But, but again, you know, uh, you know, another joke is that, uh, you know, we started with smart money and GCAS way back. Mm-hmm. 
we were already talking about banking the unbanked, right? During that time, Correct. you know, the unbanked was 75%, 70%. Up to now, it's still 70%, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're, here to, we're here to change that. And, and I Correct. guess through time, you know, you know, we also have to thank Gcash and Paymaya for being able to create, uh, you know, this notion that uh, success can come in uh, at a later stage but success will really have an impact on, 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 on the economy, on the lives mm. of people. And I think that's something that uh, most of these startups, particularly the fintechs, are really trying to follow and emulate. And, and I hope they're able to sustain that because uh, you know, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of market for everybody. So I, th- I think you know, a lot of these players can coexist. No, totally, totally true. And that's where that survival mindset helps because you know there again timing is everything in startups you can have the best innovation you can have the best team but if it's not just the right timing when you you do it you have to figure out a way to survive and stay profitable because not not all checks will be available for you exactly. right and yeah. until the the tide turns in your favor and all of a sudden it's now high tide and you can thrive then that's when you bank in but again all of these things Take time. Again, there's no such thing as overnight success. All of the successes that you see now were years and years of hard work and sacrifice and delayed gratification to even get to where we are and where they are now. Maybe what I can add more also is that, you know, after after my stint with Smart Money, I went to the U.S. and and, and really, you know, did did my consulting on financial inclusion. Mm. I went to Africa. I went to Latin America. I launched similar products in in Brazil, in in, in Peru, Argentina. The works, man. I mean, you you can see how how, how these people really look for, uh, you know, for innovation so that it can really improve their businesses. I went to Africa, to Kenya, Uganda, Ghana. Um, Rwanda and, and, and saw wow. how people are really able to, to use this and are really able to, you know, the base of the pyramid, huh? I mean, they are really going out of their homes and put their cash in, in a 7-Eleven or in a Sari Sari store yeah. just to be able to do a transaction on the phone. And then my last thing outside to prove that this really works is, is in Cambodia. I went to Wing mm-hmm. and, um, and again, one of the major learnings that I can really share with everybody is that, I mean, accept that you fail, right? Accept that you fail. You know, when I came to Cambodia in 2016, they already had a similar wallet. It's called Wing Wallet, Wing Money. And, you know, they keep on telling everybody that, you know, we're successful. We have 2 million customers. When the 2 million customers, we only had about, what, uh, 300,000 or 400,000 active then, right? So, I mean, yeah. so I said, you know, why, why don't we just accept the fact that, you know, we're failing because this is probably not the, this is probably not the, the, intended, the, the intended ecosystem that we're building. We did that and changed the business model altogether, man. We, and then instead of doing, doing wallets, we created agents, we're in, mm. We were doing all the digital transactions in all of the agents and people are just going out of their homes, going to an agent and then giving them their cash. Can you pay this bill for me? Can you transfer this money for Makes me? Makes sense. Why? Because Cambodians, maybe like Filipinos, they're not comfortable doing that transaction on the phone themselves. Why? Correct. What if I send the wrong money to Ron? You know, the wrong amount to run. Boodle. Boodle. <laughs> how, how can I how can I refund that? How can I do that? So they yeah. they, they, they give it a, and man from from 2016 to until I left, um, I've, I've tripled the business. 
Wow. Wing, Wing is now Wing is now the most profitable man. When I left, it was 38% EBITDA. EBITDA what? margin. 38%. They were they had a cash oh cow. Oh my god. Everybody's using them, man. Coca-Cola wow. company, Coca-Cola FMCGs were, were, were using them right. to basically settle with the Sari-Sari stores. You know, the right, Sari-Sari right. stores. Last mile. Last mile na sila. They don't need to pay they don't need to pay cash when the, the Coke is delivered. They just pay through wing and they deliver the money. I mean, now that's the economy. Wow. I mean, and and guess what? The money floating. When I left, money floating in the wing ecosystem was about $24 billion. What? 24. And guess what the GDP of Cambodia is, man? 21 billion. <laughs> so you can imagine, right? You can imagine that. This is really financial inclusion, right? You know, how can you have more money flowing in the wing ecosystem than the economy of the country, right? Yeah. So people are really using it. And, 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 that, and that, again, the learning there was that we accepted that we were failing on the wallet side. We converted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we changed the business model altogether. And now, you know, they're reaping the benefits, right? That is amazing. Now, let's take our first break. And when we come back, I want to understand from Wing doing all these things that you've 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 done. I want to now talk about how you're running three these three companies <laughs> that you're doing. I'm not even I, I can't even think and fathom how this even works. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey hustlers, it's been over a year and a half since the pandemic has started and completely bamboozled us because it changed and altered how business is done in the Philippines. But if there's a silver lining that I've seen, the businesses and startups that thrive now are those who are not just digital, but also make it easy for their customers to pay them. And the thing is, no matter how great you think your product is, your startup won't scale and achieve real product market fit if you don't do an omni-channel approach in getting your customers payments. Now we've discussed so many options of how to get that done in this podcast already. However, what if you can just get that done using just one product? And that's why I highly recommend that you guys use Sendit. Sendit Philippines is the leading payment gateway in the country and they allow businesses to painlessly and seamlessly accept payments from their customers. And these payment channels include credit cards, direct debit, e-wallets like Gcash, PayMy, and GrabPay, retail outlets, and pay later. Now, I'm not going to recommend this if we are not a user ourselves. We use Sendit in Podcast Network Asia and getting payments from our sponsors and also disbursing money to our podcasters. Now, it's not just us because there's a lot of legit Filipino startups that achieve scale that are using Sendit to get this done, just like our friends from Kumu. Now, if you're interested to use it for your business or your startup, we're going to make it very easy for you to get started because you are a listener of HustleShare. And that's why we're going to give you access to Sendit's SME program, which is Sendit's org-wide initiative to help our SME customers grow and scale. Through this program, they will waive up to 1.6 million pesos per business and free transactions just by signing up today. And it's only applicable to new Sendit merchants and for transactions excluding cards. So if you're interested, just click the link in the description box of this episode to find out how to join. So if you have a business or startup that's gaining momentum now, I highly suggest you start investing in this infrastructure like Sendit to allow you to scale, not just now, but for a post-pandemic world. All right, let's get back to the show.
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at PH, the country's biggest SaaS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We are still with Jojo Malolos, who then, after bamboozling, and my goodness, that EBITDA, that's real profit, and that's rare in startup land because it's so hard to turn a profit. It's, it's easy probably to get revenues, but the turnaround time in such a short time, my goodness, how are you even able to do that? But my question here is, I've always said this, and you know, in the Tech in Asia documentary that I got to be part of at the start of the year, I forgot already when we, I think it's last year or early start of the year. They asked me, why is it that local founders here tend to fall short? And there's also a notion of from, say, regional VCs that most local founders um, don't have a strong operational background. And that made me think. That made me think because, yeah, they're actually right. And I fall from, I, I come from that background because I wasn't educated here. First time I was able to travel all over the country was I was 25 years old. And that was a quick thing. I came from the bottom too. I was nothing. But I was blessed enough to be exposed with the, with, external um, points of views, which you've had when you said you've traveled around the world in South America, in Central Africa, South, uh, South Africa, where you've seen that there is a lot of promise and a lot of growth from a common denominator, which is emerging markets. And I always say this, in the Philippines, there's three types of founders. First one is the expat, obviously, we, they know the macros, but they mm-hmm. don't have the the finesse of a local Pinoy. Mm-hmm. You know, the nuances here. The polar opposite of that is where I came from. 
grassroots, very community-based, but doesn't understand the macros. Doesn't understand that, oh, okay, there's a real opportunity here and the ambition is too short-sighted. They only want to uh, solve the problem of their community. So it's so hard to fund a company like that or a founder like that because they're only satisfied with, say, solving a problem in their little hometown. They're mm-hmm. good. I mean, that's good. God bless. Lifestyle business. But you won't get enough funding. And then there's the hybrid, which eventually I became. Because I was exposed in, in the macro of an expat. And, we, we call, and usually they're repatriates because they are the ones who, who've seen how things work or similar models work in other mm-hmm. countries, which you've already had. But from your point of view, Jojo, I want to understand why... What did you now see from all these stuff, from Wayne, from all these things? And what made you, what did you bring home when you now came back and you are about to do it again, but in your home turf? What was that enlightenment that you bring, uh, brought home? Yeah, again, you know, um, I, started, I started our this with, with, with telling you my hustle. And my hustle is really, uh, you know, how do I use technology and innovation so that, you know, it can really serve its, its intended purpose? Yeah. And I think that's the crux of this, uh, that's the crux of the learning. I mean, you know, yeah. um, I, I, you know, I was being mentored by my team. You know, I'm not mentoring them. I was being mentored by my team in terms of why they want to introduce this new product. When I was in Africa, I had a you know, very good communication with the founders of uh, M-Pesa. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, the users of M-Pesa. And I and and I got to I get to 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 really appreciate that the way the reason why MPESA succeeded is because they knew how this will affect or impact the lives of uh, the lives of uh, of people and people when they say you know when you talk to them they say you know Jojo you know the the thing that here I don't know what what AI is all about I know I don't know what but the thing is that if I use this I'm able to go straight to the supermarket and not have middlemen. And I'm a farmer and, you know, I make money right away, right? So, right. And, and, and that was also major learning in, 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 uh, in, in, in uh, Cambodia, in Wing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I think, I think that's uh, probably something that I'd like to bring here. And then, you know, when I was in Cambodia, you know, guys from, from, from the Gokong Way group, you know, visited me and then basically mm-hmm. said, Jojo, why, should you do, why, don't do, why don't you do that in the Philippines? You don't have something like that. <laughs> Yes. I was yeah, I was also a member of the uh, you know Women's World Banking Executive Board, and I was I was with the, you know the, the great uh, Doctor Iris Alip of okay. Card, and then there I was also with some of the you know I was also with the governor of uh, the the you know the former and um, you know um, uh, governor of uh, Central Bank uh, Nesting Espinilla, who passed away already, and also and they were telling me, don't you why why don't you come back to the Philippines and do this right so. Um, and you know, uh, you know, and I was three years already in Cambodia, and I came back. And then, but but you're right, Ron. I mean, you know, there has to be something that you are going to bring yeah. to, to 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 the country Correct. for you to matter. But you know, and and then yeah, I I like what you said. And uh, you know, is, is there something really that can be sustainable relative to do that? And the learning is not just for me. It's the learning is probably for you know people that I work with or you know I, I am able to work. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. And now I want to understand. So you had that inkling. What made you come back? Because again, you're already a trailblazer. You're everywhere, right? But there must have been 
that extra push for you to come back home and do this in a grander scale? Because at the same time, uh, based on your LinkedIn, you came back September 2019 as CEO of two companies, Dabi, which is again, Data Analytics Venture Incorporated, which is going to be uh, also in the Gokongwe Group, and also the CEO of JGDev, which is again, the investment arm. of J- Those are two different hustles altogether because one is operational, And one is again putting your PwC hat on again yes, and looking yeah. for people for people to fund externally. How did that work? Alam mo, uh, you know, this, this is something that uh, I think you know I, I would I would really consider it as an accident, right? It's yeah. really an accident for me to have have these two my my uh, this, these two companies. The intention for me really was to help set up a digital bank, right? Because that's what I did in uh, in, in in Ring, but you know. They don't have that ingredient yet, and uh, you know what made me come here. The invitation from uh, Lance uh, uh, was to say that you know I have a huge ecosystem. Maybe we can start taking a look at. Uh, maybe it's time we democratize another industry. You know, wow. uh, you know, you, you know the Gokongways. You know they're they're yep. very good at democratizing. They, they did it with airlines. They did it with Sun Cellular, and they they've proven it again, again and again. Also with the manufacturing, you know, imagine bringing an iced tea in a bottle through C2, right? So, uh, and so I said, you know, that that made me excited. You know, I'm 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 uh, you know in a few years time I will retire, and then I said, you know, maybe this is something that's uh, good to do. Plus, to your point earlier, uh, Ron, is that there's something there that I can probably share with you know, series of entrepreneurs, people that we have in in, in the group. I can share from a digital perspective and also from an execution perspective. So I came here and they said, "Oh, why don't you run uh, Dabi first, right? You know, maybe a, a, <laughs> why don't you run? Why don't you be the CEO of Dabi and uh, you know data analytics ventures because I know it, it will have a bearing on on digital banking at some point." On my first day, man, on my first day, okay. a CEO of D- data analytics ventures Inc. You know. Uh, Lance and BJ, my my you know uh, right. my predecessor said, Jojo, you know, why don't you run JG Dev as well? Budol, budol, budol. So I ko, you know, I'm not an investment bank. I don't know anything about this. Uh, and, and, I was, and they said, you know, you just run it, and then, you know, basically you create your own thesis, oh, and, that, and you know, the rest is history, man. So, so oh. the fact that you know they allowed me to create. Mm. You know the ways of working. How I'm going to run it. How I'm going to you know basically evolve the, the these two companies gave me a lot of uh, you know breathing room by which to manage it. And as I said, you know I, I've been doing it for two years, and it's been a pleasure. It's been a very very wonderful journey, not only for me but for 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 the team that I have. All right, now let's take a deep dive on each because again, two are very different hustles, and you're doing it at the same time. It's crazy. I've tried doing it with with Chatbot PH and PNA. Unfortunately, Chatbot PH is not is not uh, it's in its last dying breaths now. Unfortunately, we had to fold because of the pandemic, and I it's so hard to do, right? But mm-hmm. um, from your point of view, I want to understand now that Davi. First question. Let's start with Davi first. What? Why is there? There's very few conglomerates. who understand the value of data and to come up with a company that primarily zeroes in on data, how to interpret it, and how to make APIs 
the center and the core of everything. Because what people don't understand, they think that AI is just about to come and APIs. You have no idea. Yes. APIs run the world now as you know it. You just have no idea. You're, you're all living under the API, not above the API, right? Majority of us. And that, but why did, what's the ethos and how did, what are the things you guys are building in Davi? You know, uh, again, you know, it, it's it's a uh, what they call an innovation dilemma, right? So, what do we do with our data? Uh, you know, maybe maybe the competitors of the Gokongwei Group also have been asking those questions for decades, right? You know, we have plenty of data. What do we do with it? So, you know, um, you know, the, the the group basically decides, okay, let's really find a way by which we can do this, and uh, you know, how to do it has always been the problem, right? We have plenty of data. I mean, you have. You know, 17 million customers of Cebu Pacific. You have yep. 15 million daily, you know, uh, uh, what they call this footfall in uh, in, uh, in in the malls pre-pandemic. Yep. You have, you know, so but you know, if we gather all of this, what do you do with it, right? So, so yeah, they decided to form an organization and they started with rewards, right? Because mm. obviously, yeah, obviously, because they have two of the biggest uh, rewards program. Maybe, just maybe, if I get information from loyal customers, you know, that would probably be very important and very critical. It's going to give you richer information, right? So, so we started with that. But, um, you know, but the, the thing is that, you know, when you start with loyalty rewards, you already have members. You already have people who will be able to do that. Your objective Correct. now is that how do you keep on, you know, increasing that? How do you get people to a be monthly members? Monthly recurring right? revenue. Monthly, right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Monthly recurring revenue. And the mm-hmm. revenue of a reward system is different, right? So you, you get it from, points. If, if I give you points, then I will earn a service fee for that. Or by the right. way, if I have this and I'm, you know, it's mm-hmm. a different case altogether. So mm-hmm. the question for Davi then was that, so what do we do with this data? What do we do with this, all of these transactions? So what if Ron is able to buy in, uh, in, in Robinson's appliance and also buy in supermarket and buy in Toys R Us? You know, what do we do with that data? Right? So, right. so what we did was that we really came up with, uh, you know, the, the, the objective was, what is it in the data that we see? Right. And that's where the AI comes in. Because yes. as I said, as I said, once you know the types of data that you have, you have category reports, you know that Ron is, you know, probably, you know, doing mm. this uh, and then also buying something from, from, from gasoline stations and all that. So what do you do with those strategies? So uh, do you use it for rewards so that you have members? And our decision was not. It was not the way that the AI or machine learning was able to give us. It is a way Again, going back to my uh, going back to my hustle, yeah. Technology to have an impact on the business, right? Correct. If I use this information, would Unilever be able to improve its sales on its snore? Yes. <laughs> uh, give, given this behavior, should it give me an opportunity to price it differently and all that? So, so now it has it. it you know, it, the, the data will now be able to create an impact on decision making. For yep. you to, to come up with different strategies across uh, across your business, obviously this is going to be very very beneficial for the group, right? So so that's where yeah. we are. We're in. We have tons and tons of information. The value, however, is that these are coming from loyal customers. They will continue to come back Correct. if you give them promo, if you give them points, right? So so that is the if that, that's the thesis of 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 mm-hmm. uh, Davi. And why am I able to run it? Man, you know. 
I have, I have, you know, I have perfect. I have already learned the science of delegating, right? <laughs> There you go. There you find, go. Find somebody who will be able to do it because you know I'm no expert in AI. I'm no expert in this, but you know, you you get people who are able to you know do business analysis, you yeah. know, use this analytics. So I have, you know, I have very very good people who's be you know who's able to run it. You know, you know, I, I just give directions and you know what what yeah. we want to do. But again, it's about it's about uh, you know being able to have the right people who share the same vision with you. Absolutely. Now, before we jump to JG Dev, I want to understand in Davi, what type of skill set did you even build that? Because majority, here's here's my here's the problem with doing tech products here. There's no, there's very 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 scarce uh, talent that are available to contribute on day one. Majority of the time, they're going to have to build them up and there is a learning curve, right? Or if they are available, they're probably going to cost an arm and a leg and probably two other limbs. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're, all your limbs combined. Because it's so expensive. There's, because again, the, the, the supply is so less than the demand that's out there. And again, everybody's trying to outbid each other to, to get that type of talent. But what type of talent did you surround yourself with, especially with the type of data analytics? There's not a lot. Even if you do have the framework to understand the machine learning and whatnot, there still needs to be a lot of uh, data structuring that you need to do in order to yield the right decisions that you want to measure and also decide on. Mm -hmm. But inside, again, you can't have people that are not going to be able to run with the delegation that you get and also not have the hard and soft skills to come with it. What's that like? Well, you know, I have to admit that it's also been, you know, it's like a startup where in, you know, uh, we, we don't have the benefit of having uh, founders like the startup where you can, you can really rely on the skills and, the, you yeah. know, the, the vision of the founders. So I started it, I hired people and then I want them to feel like they're founders. So, Because I will rely on a very important skill or talent, which is the ability to manage people properly. You know, yes. if you have an appreciation of where you want to bring this, you will have an appreciation of the people that you want to have. And it's not about the skills; it's about getting them into the, your 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 bus of uh, you know going to the same destination, right? Got so I, I I look for people. Who will be able to really manage, uh, you know, um, manage a group of people and bring them to this vision? And included there is the training of the talent that we need. Mm. The good thing about this is that this is all new to everybody, right? Correct. Remember, you know what, Ron? I started with skills on rewards. You know, yes. 70% of my team when I came in were just doing rewards, not even doing <laughs> analytics. Parang, you know, Robinson's reward. Every time I buy my groceries, they ask me that. Sir, do you yes. have Robinson's reward? Wait, yeah. I left it at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so the people we had was that, okay, make, mm. make him not come back at home or, you know, give, give him something <laughs> and, you know, uh, and, and, and then all that stuff. So, so ganun, oh, no, no, that, that, was the, that was the skill. So yeah. right now, when we start to merge and, and create this new paradigm that, you know, this is more than that, we, we, we now start to identify and define together what skills we need. And that's that's where that's where we also get into the you know the arena of bidding who is the best in terms of business analytics who is doing that, and we're still in that process. Uh, we are fortunate that I really had 
very good people who knows where to bring this and how to bring it there. And then who also knows to identify which talents and type of people that we need and how can we get them and how can we, um, you know, um, uh, sustain them uh, to, to support the strategy. And again, the most important aspect of this is the support of management, right? So yes. management support to say that, you know, this is a trial and error thing, you know, it's an experimentation. So you, yeah. know, you have this window to experiment and you don't expect this much uh, of an output from you. But again, yeah. you know, we are a startup at some point in time, you know, there has to be a point where you say, you know, we're successful, we're profitable, you know, we don't right. need much more money and this is going to be, we're going to be this valuable. Absolutely. Now let's talk about money here because again, you're wearing another hat. This time you're a VC, right? You are the CEO of JG Dev. One thing I'm very, very curious of because corporate VCs, which is I think, again, no, it's under the, the conglomerate, have a very different ethos compared to traditional independent VCs, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's a mandate that, that you guys typically follow. But how does the JG group differentiate their investment strategy in the type of startups that you guys typically support? Because I've seen, I've had some of the startups that you've invested in, like most recently, E.R. Rolian of Grocery, which is an amazing episode. If you want to listen to that, just well, work your way back down. Also, the Kumus of the world. Forgot some of the other ones, but there, there's, what's your investment strategy like, especially in the grand scheme of things with how the Gokongwe family also invests? Yeah, I mean, again, I'll go back to my hustle. You know, it has to have an impact, right? So, um, so, and 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 the family allowed me to to really redefine the thesis of the investment, and I defined it in such a way that I can understand it. As I said, I am not an investment banker, man. I mean, I, I don't know how to take care of your millions of dollars. <laughs> I, I, I do I just yeah. invest it in something that I like and all that. So, so there's a process, and and the process that I am going to be familiar with is that. If you're a startup, you know, um, and you're looking for money, and I can give you the money, but what are you going to use that money for? Sometimes you will say, yeah, I want to, you know, for marketing, I want to, I want to maybe test the product that is going to work with this uh, organization. And I said, you know, um, so I look for startups that will have immediate strategic relevance to the core business of the group, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are, you know, if you're a fintech company, you know, what is the product? Can I use that product? Can I use it in Robinson's bank to be able to help Robinson's bank, you know, uh, you know, bridge some of the, you know, innovation gaps that they have. If you're a supply chain company, you know, is this something that I can really use and that can benefit uh, URC, can benefit Cebu Pacific? If you are a, you know, a a, a hotel, uh, you know, reservation can can i can i link this with my go hotels and with my summit hotels so that became a you know a standard process wherein we will only look at you because it makes sense ron right so if i give you money and i also give you the customers i think you know that gives you a better that gives my bet you know a better you know a better possibility of you know being you know achieve achieving achieving the multiple that i want right if I am if I am the Gokongwe group and I use this innovation, it also helps me. So it becomes a two way thing, right? And Got if it. you'll notice that the same thing that yeah, we, we invested in uh, grocery and you know it's 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 it's, it's I'm calling it double whammy, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're able to give them the you know the business, 
right. right? We used to grow the Sari Sari store and they're able to give us the innovation right. that allows the Sari Sari stores to continuously buy from us. We invested Correct. in time, right? I invest, we invested in time and mm-hmm. then, you know, for, we, we put them, we put money there in South Africa and guess what? We brought them here. Right. <laughs> so they can bring in the innovation and technology and, and let's build the digital bank. We invest mm-hmm. in a company called iPrice and you know, which basically aggregates uh, Shopee and Lazada and we put them in a reward smart and also put it in Summit Media. So that wow. has become the thesis. But, you know, still, you know, we still, we still try to look for companies that, you know, however, if I see a company that, that basically even without strategic relevance to the group and I see and we sense that, you know, this is going to be 5X, this is going to go IPO in two years, you know, right. we can also put money there. But that's it. You know, so we designed our IC along that line. So they always see a strategic relevance. Got it. Um, because as I said, it's a double whammy thing. It, it helps the it helps the accelerate the success of the startup, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you know, it also helps us in our digital transformation uh, journey wherein, wherein we're able to introduce this unique innovation technology uh, to basically improve our businesses. Right? That's amazing. Now more than the fit and more than again the, the of course the the exit that we're just that we're looking for whether it's IPO or acquisition I'm pretty sure there are going to be intangibles that you look for especially with the founders that you like to support because at the end of the day they are the ones that make or break all that investment what yes. type of founders do you look for especially if you're a startup founder you're listening to this I'm already giving you a heads up of what JG Dev kind of looks for <laughs> Well, what type of founders, what are the traits, characteristics of the founders that you guys uh, like to support? Yeah, we, 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 are, we are founder friendly. I mean, you know, we, 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 if I invest in a company, I don't want to, you know, take everything and then basically, uh, uh, you know, get, get, get the responsibility out of the founder. So yeah. uh, as, as, as being, uh, being founder friendly, we really, we really look at the passion, right? The passion and the familiarity of uh, the founders in, in, in what they're doing. Uh, we normally, you know, uh, I'm, o- I'm, also, uh, I'm also a judge at the, uh, what we're calling the IF50, Inclusive Finance 50, which is a global organization looking for the top 50 fintechs that basically bring this to the base of the pyramid. We always wow. come up with, with, with the same question like, you know, what, what, is the, what is the mindset and mentality of the founder? When you talk to him, what do you see in him, you know? Their founders are basically going to mouth a lot of, you know, we will be, we will be profitable in five years' time. But you know, when you see their numbers, you want to hit 350,000 and you are how many now? 300, sir. And how, how much are, and how long have you been here? About two years already, sir. So I mean, you have to be able to get people like, you know, to say that, you know, this is this is this is basically what's happening right now, but this is what I see. And this is what I'm going to drive. So, so the passion, the familiarity with what you have, you know, when, when you talk to people like an ER Rolian and basically or a, a, a Rolando Ross, you can see that, you know, they're already thinking way, way ahead while they're right. talking to you. And they're yeah. already talking to you about, you know, uh, five years from now when, when, when you get the benefit of what you want to have. That's mm-hmm. one. The second is really also the simplicity, the simplicity and humility by which they are able to express themselves, right? There are some mm. founders who, you know, so really, you know, so confident that, you know, sometimes, <laughs> they, sometimes they, 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 they come to you saying that, you know, 
you know, they, they know more than you, and especially, you know, I'm asking money from you, but I know more than you, so you have to put, put your money uh, in, 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 in our company. So the, the, there's a way by which you can understand that because you challenge them. You challenge them questions and say, you know, what if, that, what, what if this doesn't happen, right? So mm-hmm. there's a plan B, there's a plan C, what, you know, and, and, and how sure are you that you're going to be here for the long haul, right? You know, meaning, you know, how can how can we trust that uh, you you are going to really run this uh, uh, all throughout? You know, after we put in investment, and um, and the last is really that. Uh, so 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 the first is really the passion. The second is really the the simplicity and humility. The last is really the, um, you know, how how they see it as having an impact on something, right? So. You know, if you come up with, uh, if you, if you if you analyze a a a, a cool move, you know, uh, you understand how you have to be able to understand from them why are they doing this, what's the impact, you know, and when they tell you that, you know, I am giving jobs to thousands and thousands of OFWs right. who are basically, you know, not able to do that while in the Philippines. I'm giving jobs to people who are not able to, you know, um, do this on a regular basis. You see, you see, you know, you see the attachment to Correct. the need to make it successful because it has an impact on people. If it fails, you know, you know, you will lose jobs, right? So Correct. those are the three things that I look for. Wow, that's amazing. But now, other than the founders, obviously, and whatnot, there's also in in, in VC VC land, there's a certain stage that a typical fund likes to come in. Right, that there's, there's, you know, some some people like to go at it idea phase, take the highest risk, but smaller yeah. smaller checks. There's ones that you need to have to at least, you know, problem solution fit, a little bit of traction, you know. Well, for you, what what what's that stage that you guys typically look at? Is it seed, Series A? What does that look like? So so we we're looking for uh, early to growth stage already. So you know we're we're pre Series A. Uh, we we want to see we want to make sure that the product already is on the ground. You know, uh, you yeah. already commanded uh, a good level of um, market appreciation of the product, and there's already some semblance of uh, you know tested name product. No? Um, uh, and and you know I only have a group of about five people uh, who, wow. who basically analyzes uh, you know all of this stuff. Actually, five, including me. So maybe four, right? <laughs> <laughs> the first five basketball. The first five. The first five. Yeah, the first five. So, so right. uh, I also I need I also need to be um, conscious of of uh, you know um, you know the time it takes for them to really analyze a, a company, and you know um, just batting average. I started two thousand nineteen. We had three companies that we invested in, okay. and then now we have about eleven. Wow. So, I mean, in the pandemic, Ron, right. Right? in the pandemic, you're able to invest on those companies. And, and this is also classic, um, you know, the very, very determined team to, to really look at, uh, you know, um, the, 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 this from a seri- pre-series A to series, to series, actually we can reach up to series C. But, wow. Uh, yeah, like with grocery, that was a series B. I yeah, it's a that, series yeah. B, and, yeah. uh, and 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 you know we also have backup. No, we also have the family sometimes. You know, supporting right. supporting this this type of investment. So, um, but you know, the more important thing for me in the series A, series B is really the impact of this investment, mm-hmm. the impact of us putting money at this point in time in helping you achieve what you want to achieve. At some point, so it's dual always. You know, it's the impact on 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 the market that you want to target, and also the impact financially, right? You know, you know, uh, it will be two x three x and all that. So, 
so that that's been the the you know how we've looked at it sometimes ron uh mm-hmm. we really see companies that are on the seed stage the idea is really mind blowing and i said and then when you look at these people and they say that you know i'm going to i'm going to uh raise 20 million but you're zero now right yeah i'm going to raise 20 million and you can only actually believe that they can do it right so yeah. so you know you, you, you put some and they actually able to do it right so 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 right. so you know we we invested in two companies right now that are you know on the seed stage right now they're they're really doing good they're really doing doing well and uh, you know maybe maybe uh in in six months time they're going to ask us for you know to go to the next series uh, stage there right so, yeah that's amazing now last question before i let you go all of this won't happen if there isn't massive enthusiasm coming from the Kokongwe family. I've had a personal experience of how excited Miss Lisa is and how involved she is trying to understand how how we can really partner up and work together to achieve a common goal again bigger than ourselves creating new media at least in podcasting amplifying voices that were not heard before with traditional media and having no ceiling at that. And imagine, and again, putting foods into the tables to incentivize these these um, content creators. That's my point of view. But I want to see from your point of view of the family being involved. How enthusiastic, and what's their vision of the startup ecosystem in the Philippines? You know, um, if you will take a look at all the conglomerates, I, I think I think. Uh, I, I would say that uh, you know the Gohongwe Group is probably one of the uh, the conglomerates that's really serious in, in in this digital transformation journey, right? Yeah. So, but they're one of those that are you know uh, traditional, you know the the conservative conglomerates. But I think this digital transformation journey, they're serious with it. Yeah. The level of enthusiasm, the level of forward thinking that they have the, here. It's amazing, man. I mean, you know, mm. I mean, in fact, sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes I just, I just find out that, you know, they're, they're, they're already looking at some other companies and ako pa yung mahabol eh. Sama ako dyan, sama ako dyan. <laughs> so, but again, this is all founded on the, uh, on the objective of if I get to this, you know, if, you know, if they invest in podcast network, I mean, there's a way by which they can say, I can connect this to something else. I can make it even bigger if i put this in my ecosystem further it's always like that and i think that's where the excitement and enthusiasm is and i guess i guess maybe they don't know it but this level of enthusiasm actually inspires a lot of us uh, absolutely you know, in, in, in pursuing a lot of these things mm-hmm. and it cuts across the organization actually and um, uh, not only in in, in jgdev not only in davi but the rest of the organization because we use this as a basis to tell everybody else that you know maybe you'll be invited sometime man you know when we come up with our uh, you know digital content strategy you know maybe they 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 will start talking to you and basically say you know why don't you share what you're doing because it can be part of the strategy moving as forward as long as i as long as they let me host the same way i host this then okay game oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. i mean they're very they're very supportive they're very enthusiastic about it and uh Uh, but again, they're they're also very diligent in in, in appreciating and understanding, yes. you know, where, where where the money will go and you know uh, how it will grow. So, it's it's a you know it's it's a you know similar to this, it's a batuhan type of uh, ideas, and they're very Correct. very open. No, and then it really does feel like a partnership. It's not the type of investment where here's your money, run with it. I don't care. There is real active involvement and really, in that in that 
um, wisdom is what I'm truly grateful for. Mm-hmm. Because in order to get that, yeah, it, you know, it, through time, through a lot of years, you'll probably get there. But, you know, to get the, 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 the foresight, just, you know, at, at the grand field, like a Miss Lisa would give, there's nothing like that. Because now you're exposed to all this new level thinking that as a grassroots entrepreneur like me, where I was or how I thought before, I would never even get the chance. Yeah. Right. No, not at all. And the good thing is it's open to everybody, right? You know, you, right. you talk about grassroots. It, you know, we, we can really take a look at, the, you, know, uh, you know, this, this you know, simple innovation and then, you know, we'll, we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot, right? So, mm. and, you know, and, and that's really, fully appreciated. And I think that is one of the critical success factors where I think, why I think this will succeed, right? So, Absolutely. all right, now let's take our last break. And when we come back, let's go to time. And discuss what is this time thing that you're talking yeah. about and what is this digital bank. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers 2021 just breezed past us. And I hope things are better for you during this pandemic because we're almost there. And I think we're pretty close to finally getting over this hump. But the bad news is the whole dynamic of how business is done has completely changed because of this pandemic and you need to invest into new business models to make good investments. Now, for the past couple months, I've been on the lookout recently on what's the best way to buy Ethereum to start investing in this new thing called Axie Infinity, where I can play to earn. And I found the best platform to buy and sell Ethereum with the best prices in PDAX. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange licensed and regulated by the BSP that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Through their user-friendly web exchange and mobile app, Filipinos from all walks of life can trade and purchase crypto anytime, anywhere. And they offer deep liquidity that allows traders of all skill levels to buy and sell crypto at the cheapest prices. So if you want to make your crypto work for you, download the PDAX mobile app on Google Play Store, App Store, or the Huawei App Gallery to start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as just 50 pesos by signing up at podlink.co slash hustlesharepdax or just by clicking the link in the description box of this episode. back in the break we are still with jojo malolos who again dove with us twice on his hustle i don't even know how he does jg deb and dabby my goodness but it's not that's not it there's one more the reason why he was in wait there's more (laughs) okay there's one more but wait there's more all right The, the the very reason why he really jumped back and did this was because he needed to do do it again just all over the, uh, the same way he did it with Wing in Malaysia. I mean, Malaysia. Cambodia. 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 Yeah. Wrong. I'll just go uh, higher up. Higher up. Yeah, higher up yeah. Skip Thailand and then go to Cambodia. There you go. Um, and do it again. But this time, hometown. And just recently, you were the, again, on this batch, you were the last digital bank that got the go-ahead from BSP to do it. And this was for go time. What are you building and what can people look forward to with this newest digital bank that will now come into the country? 
Yeah, they say it's just in the nick of time, right? So, right. <laughs> kita mo naman namin. Pun intended, right? Pun intended, pun intended, right? So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're excited about this uh, mainly because, um, as I said, you know, this is uh, this is the new the new level of democratization that uh, you know the 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 Gokomi group is excited to bring forward you know we have a bank but again you know the, the robinson's bank has been there for quite some time but it's you know it's it's meant to really um uh look into the uh, you know the commercial bank market you have branches and all that so sure. you know it, it it again you know when 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 i was asked to come back uh, the the foundation of the interest into go to go to into digital banking or you know uh non-commercial bank non-commercial bank type is is really because of the ecosystem right yeah. i mean you know this this ecosystem is really really very powerful so how do we harness that how do we use uh, innovations and technology to be able to harness it and improve even even much more the you know the power of the ecosystem and how it will impact society uh, and how it support the vision of the gokongwei group so right Um, and 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 since I came back, I've been on the lookout for partners. You know, local mm. partners. I've been talking to a lot of concept companies. I talked to yep. about uh, wallet companies, and I said, you know, um, but this 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 you know, digital banking is so new, and challenger banks and new banks. I mean, you know, it's it, to me, it's all you know, uh, high polluting words that you know people don't understand. You know, I, I have I have an anecdote. I just just give me this time. Okay, you know, when I was in Wing. Uh, Ron, okay. uh, the mandate was that you know, make people uh, how do you call it? We will uh, make this a cashless society, right? So, okay. so yep. in our effort, those are the big words before cashless society. So I went to the you know remote areas of Cambodia, and you know I, I looked at I, I talked to some people, and I said, what do you think? How you know how would you want to be part of this cashless society where everything will be going through the phone? And, and I said, and this guy said, sir, I'm already cashless. I don't have money. <laughs> so that wow, don't that's on true. me, man. That's true. Mm. That don't on me. Say, how can we un- how can we bank the unbank when the unbank does not have money? That's so true. they don't need a wallet. They don't need a digital bank. What do they need? A livelihood, right? Mm. Because if you give them livelihood, then they will be able to understand that, oh, if this money that you earn is put in a bank and do this, then you will be able to save So that's what we're looking at. The ecosystem hmm. provides the completeness of that experience, right? Yes. So we are able to create opportunities for people to own sari-sari stores, right? Maybe to own a drugstore or maybe, uh, you know, uh, uh, if you are a sari-sari store or, or owner already through Grocery, we will be able to augment your business. So so that has been the, you know, the, the, the thing that, that, that came to mind. So when we, I had... When when the BSP came up with this regulation, and just just this was just last year, right? So yep. they started to say, oh, okay, we will open a new category. It's called digital bank, branchless, no branches, only one headquarters, and all everything should be digital. We said, you know, uh, yeah, okay, uh, but we need the partner. So so you know, we started talking to them and said, you know, we 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 want to have it, and we heard that most of these other digital banks uh, have already applied and you know are planning to do the same thing. But again, this this introduction to time, wherein we using JG Deb, mm-hmm. we we invested in time, and we found out that this company has been, you know, really really phenomenal in terms of its operations at the digital bank, and mm-hmm. it was an opportunity for us to partner. So we brought it here, 
the overall intention in our mind is that, again, we want to make sure that this is distributed, this is really brought to the base of the pyramid. And this time, I think we can. Because a lot of people are always saying, ah, we are here to bank the unbanked and, and then bank the underserved, serve the underserved. But this is really an opportunity for the Gokongwei group to really use financial digital banking innovation to alleviate, uh, alleviate the, the operations of uh, either, either that's uh, Cebu Pacific or that's uh, URC manufacturing, that's a mall, wherein we will be able to really make sure that uh, um, you know, it has an impact. And therefore, we came up with a new you know, a hybrid model of digital banking, right? So Got it. that's why we have kiosks. We will have kiosks mm. because, uh, you know, you know the movie Field of Dreams, right? Yep. You build it and they will come. Kami, I, we don't think that you, if you build it, nope. they will come. No, you Never. go to them. You go to them. You have to come. You have to come. There you go. So, you know, we think that by putting in kiosks on people, that will interest them. I put a kiosk near a drugstore. I put a kiosk near a supermarket. And if they're going there and they say, you know, it's five minutes, you will get your card, you'll get your account. Right. Voila. And you so, have that real estate already. You're everywhere. You're everywhere. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. everywhere no? so, so we think that this is going to be uh, successful. But again, you know, we, we, we don't know technology that much. We're banking on the experience of uh, time as uh, they were able to bring from zero to 3.5 million uh, customers in two years. Maybe, wow. we should be able, maybe we will be able to do that. I'm bringing in my experience in, uh, in, Wing? in Wing. You know, our, our chief commercial officer is the, you know, the previous CEO of Gcash. Maybe there's something there. So it's wow. a combination of a lot of things. So, so uh, yeah, I, you know, we're, we're very upbeat. But again, you know, we, we also recognize that uh, you know, there are areas of failures, there are areas of challenges. But, you know... Slow by slow, come slow. Hmm. Take we take it one step at a time. Slow by yep. slow, yeah. So. But yeah, eventually you're gonna you're gonna get there because again, you've done it before. And that's the reason why you can't do it again. Now that's what I want to understand. Let's feed forward to the founders that are listening to this. You come in 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 wing, and again, now you've done it again, Davi JG Dev, and you're coming in with with some. And you, the company makes a massive pivot all the way to success. What's your strategy in making that? And because I can imagine if you're probably going to go through a lot of hurt feelings. If, if you're going to say, hey, this is not working out, you have to do this. And there needs to be a lot of internal persuasion that needs to happen for that to happen. Because a lot of people are going to be skeptical. Eh, what are you, what was this new guy? Why is he here? trying mm-hmm. to do all of these things. And then again, until you prove them wrong. But how do you even get over that first hump? And how do you persist through making from going, doing a 180 degree turn from road to failure all the way to EBITDA, <laughs> billion dollars. And now you're about to do it again. How does that process work? Uh, well, you know, I, I've been with the conglomerate for about uh, two years. So they, 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 pretty much uh, appreciate and understand how I, you know, I deal with the science of delegation. I empower people uh, to that. But a critical aspect of what we have done so far, Ron, is to, to basically define success with failure, right? So we have to, you know, parang black and white, and you don't know black if you don't know white, right? So here, we have to understand where we're going to fail, and it can sometimes be deliberate. So it's okay for us to start feeling the hurt, Right? 
So it yeah. can be deliberate to say, okay, the first six months is experimentation. What can we experiment on? Some things that we don't know, right? And then we'll be putting this person, you know, we're going to get them from this company and then we have to create a new culture. What if it fails, right? What are the potential, you know, um, areas of failure? So first is that we need to accept that it's going to be challenging and we have to be specific about it. One, the relationship between us and time, right? This time people are experts in this, you know. We have the ecosystem. I am an expert in this. You know, there's going to be you know, a lot of uh, potentials. But again, you know, it's, it's accepting the fact that at some point in time, you and I probably will not be uh, you know, uh, meeting eye to eye, but let's put it now here and let's plan to manage that early on. Maybe our, 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 you know, we, have, we have our shareholders you know, coming from the different groups of, uh, of the group, coming from different companies of the group. We hope... We know their expectations, you know. I put in money here. When will I get my, my, my return? You know, you cannot tell me that it's 15 years or 10 years. So we, we also need to be able to design our governance structure so that they un- appreciate and understand where the potential uh, areas of failures will be. But having said that, Ron, I mean, you know, I can only say that now. I don't know what will happen when right. rubber meets the road, right? When rubber meets <laughs> the road and the road is, you know, the Sorry. road is narrow <laughs> and you it's not about rubber meets the road it's about bringing a car into a narrow street right so, right right so, absolutely so so we just have to be open to all of those uh, possibilities yep. and i guess i guess i'm i'm very confident that um, the family the gokonway group looks at it along that line also because this is something new we also don't know something about it it just so happens that we know that the benefits will be humongous and, uh, you know, we are willing to take some risks in terms of making it right. Or Absolutely. maybe you know, coming up with failures and correcting it at some point in time. Got it. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprouts Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. 
Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust Dragon Pay. And you mentioned again about delegation. But I'll just really deep dive on this with delegation. How do you specifically delegate? Because... That's the challenge of a lot of... That's the transition that I've always seen a founder to a CEO where they struggle. Because the founder, right? You're trying to create an MVP. Nine times out of 10, you're going to have to do the thing yourself. You're, yes. you're a jack of all trades and you have to be an expert in everything. Your marketing, customer validation, product, whatever. Everything is you. And then all of a sudden, you get a little bit of traction there's another layer under you that you're going to have to delegate to. That's where people struggle into delegating things that they built themselves well. Right. And then you're going to have, it's a new baby after another, you're going to have to pass it on to somebody else. People struggle. I had to struggle with it. Now my, my struggle is before everything was one down, but now there's two to three layers behind under that too. It's like, how oh, the hell did I even, do that in the middle of pandemic where people don't understand the quirks that I have that before it's easy to make that those, those, those things. So it's a struggle because 
you have to lead differently in the middle of pandemic. More than half of my team are people I've never met in person, right? So mm-hmm. it's tough. But delegation, there must be a constant in there. What was your strategy doing that? Yeah, I, I'll share with you that it took me one year before I left Wing. Before mm-hmm. I left Wing, the chairman of the company says, "You cannot leave Wing if you don't have a successor, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have, you know, and if there are no Cambodians, we will be able to run this, right?" So it took me about less than a year to really. Uh, it, it, it's a delegation plus empowerment, right? So it's a delegation is empowerment. But all of this, Ron, is built on your ability to make the decisions that you will be accountable for, right? The buck so stops deleg- with you at the end of the day. The buck stops with you. So I, you know, I will tell them, you know, okay, this is something that you have built. This is something that you're very, very comfortable with. Unfortunately, the expectation of decision-making is on me. I am now delegating that decision-making process to you. Okay? Make or break. Make the decision. If it doesn't go well, we have a plan B. If it goes well, then we're good. So I create that empowerment uh, process we're in. What if they don't like this? What if they, no, no. If they don't like it, what's your plan B? If they, if, if they like it, what's your, you know, how, how do we move forward? And I'm not, I'm not basically giving away that responsibility as the CEO to, mm. to, 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 you know, not ah, yeah, that's your fault. Yeah, that's not me. No, I will still be accountable for that. But yeah. the thing is that you make them feel that they can make certain levels of decision that, they're, that are probably new to them. Mm. And then I'm going to cover for them, right? Because that's the only way that you can get them to, you know, to get them to appreciate that the delegation is not just purely delegation, it's empowerment as well, mm. right? So, so you know, so you have in, in 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 a startup company. I think that's very that's very important amongst the yeah. founders. They empower each other. They delegate. They empower mm-hmm. each other. But it's really around decision making. Who makes Correct. the last decision? If it's going to be the CEO who's going to make that decision every time, that's going to be very very toxic. We're going to be right? slow as hell. It's slow as hell. <laughs> that's why you need to create that mentality or mindset or paradigm we're in. Well, you know, I did this. I created this. I, I this is my product. I have to be able to make a decision on this, right? So, so that that's my that that that's my thinking in terms of delegation. It's not really just you know dumping this work. It's it's really delegating also and empowering them to make decisions that probably they were not able to make before and they're not comfortable making. But you know, mm-hmm. I'll support them in their decisions. Absolutely. Now, in in that said, right, and not everybody's ready for that. That that at least from no matter, so, so, and this is the struggle sometimes, because no matter how much you want to delegate, and it comes with it with the freedom to make your own shots, mess up, make mistakes. But some people, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because you, saw, you give so much freedom and the ability to make the shot. But some people just come from an environment where the normal process is for the littlest and the most petty of things, they require approval. Right? And <laughs> yeah. The reason why I'm asking this is because a lot of founders listening to this podcast are also in the process of defining that culture that they want to scale. And the pros and cons of having, yeah, you can be totally despotic and be on top of every single decision, but somehow, some way down the road, you're going to have to let go of those decisions to people you trust. The flip side of that is some people are just not ready for that responsibility. They whittle away, they cry, and they leave. How do you prevent that from happening where you typically screen out that the person you feel you're going to delegate to are not 
it's, it's just like you know basketball. Oh, my, oh, my favorite reverence. Okay, winning time, last two minutes. I'm the point guard. I know I'm being guarded by three people. And I have no chance or no choice but to kick out the ball to you. What are you going to do when you're wide open? Are you going to bobble the shot or are you going to shoot it and win it the game? Some people just shoot it, shoot the game and boom, we're going to be happy because we're going to win. But some just bobble and pump <laughs> the turnover, right? How okay, do you choose yeah. the people that are going to kill at the end? Well, you know, unfortunately, you cannot choose, right? You, you, you can only, you can only uh, hope for so much. <laughs> hope for some, so much. That's why it's, it's going to be experimentation, right? So, mm. and, and you're right. Ron, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm successful at delegation and I'm successful yeah. at uh, uh, empowerment, you know. You, you can only find a few people who are willing to take that ball and then basically, you know, as you pass it in the last two minutes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, um, the output will now de- define the next step, right? If you pass it and then you just doesn't do anything about it and then you lose, then you just have to move forward. And maybe next time I'll try it again. But if, you know, and then probably I look for somebody else who will be able to do it. Or maybe talk to him to say, you know, you know, if you're really into it, you know, let's try to do it. But again, it's a complex process. But the important thing there is you try it out, right? Yes. The important thing in that game is you really pass it. Because if you Correct. doubt passing it and, and, and you don't want, it's not going to happen. So, you know, it's, it's up for the CEO to make sure that, you know, he really sees whether, you know, what will happen if I do this, Correct. right? And maybe you Correct. don't need to do it only once. You can do it twice, mm. but it's really up to you. But again, you don't have a choice, man. I mean, I, I, I yeah. cannot do all of this decision-making you know, yeah. myself at some point in time. So I really need to, we really need to look for some people who will be able to do it. But your example is good. I mean, you know, if last five seconds, parang LeBron James and... Yeah. and, and you're a triple LeBron team. James what are you going to do? <laughs> Le- LeBron James and Kobe Bryant, sino magpapasahan, di ba? Parang, you know, all of a sudden... So those are things that you see. But Correct. the important thing there is do you see the reaction of people when you actually subject them to that? And then you decide from there. Absolutely. And again, as, as, as much as I hope, I, I hope there was a science, but this is a case-to-case it's scenario case to case. all the time. But <laughs> yeah. as, as, if you're a founder, you're listening to this, be ready for that because you can't be playing hero ball. There's only so much you can do as a super founder no matter how good you are, you're going to have to trust the people around you. At the end of the day, I always say that, again, I'll quote Reed Hoffman for this. Entrepreneurship is a team sport. You can't win alone. Okay, You have to rely on your teams. That's why it's important that you build the right team around you to position your team to win. All right, last question, Jojo. In terms of what, what I love about what you said at the first part when we went to the time machine was... At the very start of this, you just had to bet in yourself and develop that self-confidence. A lot of startup founders also, and I, I went through massive, massive, massive imposter syndrome and self-doubt. Because especially when you're coming into a room where you know you don't belong there at the onset, it's mm-hmm. going to feel weird as hell, right? But how did you keep, how did you get over that personal hump where you were trying to invest in yourself or again bet on yourself and also prove to yourself that you belong in this room that you belong in the gotong and aboitis room where you're in the middle and you're not just a random dude in there how did you build that confidence up and what are those things you had to tell see 
that bet was right. You did the right thing. You know, um, I'm a mentor in uh, Endeavor. Yeah, I, I I met I, I I'm a mentor of uh, Endeavor. You know, I I I. I, I saw, yeah, yeah. No, no. My my money. You know, I had I had a discussion with, him and it shows me. Kela meron kan three M's and all that. No? So yeah. um, and then one of the one of the uh, companies that I mentor. Well, it's it's mentoring, but at the same time evaluating. You know where where, where mm-hmm. we go. Had the same thing, right? So. He's no confidence because uh, you know he thinks that you know hasn't he hasn't been there yet and all that. So I I, I reflected on on what I have gone through, and pare you know in in all that you know when I'm I'm in the middle of a boardroom of uh, the you know Pangilinan group. I was with the Ayalas when I was in uh, yep. in in, in uh, Ayala land. Lagi ako you know butterflies in the stomach pare. Parang ano ako yung tipong you know because it, there was no confidence there, but. But coming in here, um, when 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 you have successes like what you did in uh, in in in, uh, yeah. uh, in Wing, or you know the launching of the two uh, you know two, two products in in Latin America and Africa, that gives you you know quite a boost. Right. But iba parin talaga when you're in front of all of this. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so uh, you feel so you know, tiny. <laughs> you feel so tiny. But at the end of the day, you know they'll ask you questions and all that. But at the end of the day, you know. It's it's really it's really the confidence that that the, the family is giving me that allows me to to be be, wow. be more confident. It's the confidence that was given to me by the chairman of Wing when you know he basically you know made me you know the chairman of all of the you know the other digital companies in his group. It's the confidence that was given to me by you know by Mastercard when they allowed me to do that. That allowed me to get that uh, confidence. Not only the confidence, but the the thing, the the you know the the firm belief that you know I'm I'm doing right and uh, you know I'm I'm doing I'm not hurting anybody, and you know even if I make these decisions I'm not going to uh, be uh, instrumental in making other people you know suffer right so right. so that, that that's what's in my mind and uh, you know I've always bought that because you know that's probably something that my father taught me you know. I can only give you this, you know. The only thing that I can give you, of course, I'm 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 supporting them now. My my mom passed away uh, during the pandemic, I'm sorry. but um, but you know, this is something that I I want to also you know share with my kids. You know, be confident in what you do, uh, because uh, you know, for so long as you're not able to hurt anybody, you know, you're not able to you know kill anybody with with your decisions, yeah. you're good, you're good, and then you, know, yeah. you will always be proud of yourself. And that's something that I will always want to. Uh, to basically retain uh, that at the end of the day, the pride of my kids of their dad will be very important to me. That is amazing. Now, last question before I let you go. Sige. Now, you've been through a lot of battles. You know, um, I'm pretty sure you you know this that you you've done a great career for yourself. But sometimes the flip side of success is that. And I, I I went through this a little bit after chatbot. Is that after that I asked myself, now what? What's next? And it's hard to build that new sense of what you're chasing for because I'm so used to be chasing. I'm so used to being underdog that when I'm in a strong position, it feels weird. Like why am I being the one chased? I'm supposed to be the one chasing people, yeah. right? And there needs to be a constant drive, whatever it is. And again, it's it's borderline Jordan esque, where. Jordan finds the pettiest things and uses it, uh, uses it as motivation to strive harder and prove somebody wrong. And, you know, just, just to do it. But from your point of view and, and your experience also, 
through multiple, you know, iterations, career changes, and at this, this, this part of your career now, how did you always refill that tank of motivation? Because no matter how much respect is given to you, no matter how much responsibility is given to you, if you don't have that entire motivations coming from within, it's not going to resonate outside. How did you always find new motivation to keep striving harder? Well, you know, that's the definition of life. You know? Parang tomorrow, it's, it's a different case altogether. Your ability to understand what's different tomorrow than today is yeah. always key, right? And I am blessed with, uh, you know, with every day finding something new, something that interests me, right? So, so you know, let's not call it every day, but, you know, my, my stint with the Gokongway group has been, you know, to me a, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of retiring probably in two years or three years, uh, but, you know, to, to your point, there's some motivation to say that, you know, you shouldn't get tired of building, you know, uh, building uh, new people, you know, yes. building, building talents and building, you know, people to become leaders of, 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 this, of this group, of this country, right? So, so that to me has been the motivator, you know. When I, in, in the companies that I have now, I, I have people who, who I look at to be, probably going to you know succeed me or probably going to be you know i can have a startup and i can get them to run it nice i, I also have personal investments i also invest in you know a few startups yes i have an investment in, uh, in, in 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 indonesia way way before i did that but it's also that i mean maybe you know if i continue to to share this experience these people will be very very good leaders because you know they have yeah. products that will have impact on society you know so okay. probably that's that's it. That's it. That that it will continue to allow me to do that. And if I'm given a chance to probably lead these people and get them to become new leaders in a shorter span of time, because you know I'm really up for retirement. My wife is going to kill me. <laughs> oh, I will retire at seventy. But uh, 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 you know, so 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 I think that's it. And it's it's a constant it's a constant inspiration for me to see how people have evolved, how people have uh, you know you you see. You see the Louis C of this world. You see the Francis Plaza. You see the ER. Who are all very young, man. I mean, I'm already 58. These are 28, 34, 33 years old. And, you know, yep. you see how much impact, like you, how much impact you all have in doing this. If I have a part of, of, of building some more, you know, Ronsters or some more ER or Yan, mm. I'll gladly take it, you know. I, I'll mm. gladly take it because that, that's... You know that's what makes uh, things a lot easier for me to live by, right? So I Absolutely. don't, I don't, I don't want too much, too much pressure. You know, I don't want uh, all of that. But, but again, you know, that that's that's me thinking about it. But uh, you know, we'll see. I'm very happy where I am right now. I'm very happy with at least uh, you know the impact that I have had mm -hmm. uh, on on some people. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, I've, I've always been like that. You know, I always take a look at uh, you know the people that I worked with before, who are now CEOs of different corporations, and, uh, yeah. and I'm happy to always uh, receive their messages to me to say that, boss, you know, thank you for the you know for the things that you, you know. One is running Western Union, one is running wow. Bias, one is running uh, you know it's in ADB, Mastercard, and you know, and and, and I'm I'm very happy that uh, you know. Um, they took the track that uh, you know we would work together with, right? So that's amazing. Then that's just like one Manny Ayala said on our 150th uh, episode. It's all about paying it forward. Again, thank you very much, Jojo, for such an amazing episode. But before I let you go, 
if they want to pitch or they want to work with you in Davio or they want to be part of time, where do they go and uh, to reach out to you and how do they do that? Yes, uh, I mean, I can give you my uh, one, one, one uh, email address, jojo at jgdev.ph. If ever you want to join our you know, exciting journey in the field of analytics, impactful analytics, and if you want, if you have, if you have some really, really great ideas, mm-hmm. being a startup uh, and you're already in the growth to early, early to growth stage and uh, you would like to try us out and we will have an impact on the group, you know, email me jojo at jgdev.ph. If you are excited and understand, try to you know take a look at being part of the next generation digital banking that's going to be really coming on uh, next year, you can also email me at uh, jojo at jgdev.ph. There you go. Again, thank you very much, Jojo. But before thank I let you for go, having follow- me. Yeah. All right, and follow follow us in whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get their podcast. And if we did say some jargon, don't forget that we also have some show notes. We're not going to leave you hanging. Not going to give you like what the hell did they just talk about? Show notes on hustleshare.com. And if you want to be part of the community, it's going to be hustleshare community on Facebook. Again, Jojo, thank you very much. Thank you for having me, man. All right, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.